So I want to look at something different today. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I uh, spoke about uh, the, the, the three necessities that we would need this year if we're going to be the most effective that we've ever been uh, in God. And last week, Travis was here and he spoke about change and, and the effects of change in our life and what change brings. I listened to the message the other day and I thought it was phenomenal uh, and, and so true that, that as, we, as we change, you know, change can be a scary thing and when things change, it's not always easy, but change always has an effect, and it leads us into something new. It can lead us into something greater. It can lead us in to some of the greatest blessing that we've ever experienced if we walk in the changes that God wants to bring. And see, that's the important thing to know, that, that when we change the things that God wants us to change, there is blessing and there is favor that comes as a result of it. If we just change things in our life that we want to be different, you know, maybe there'll be some goodness come out of it, because sometimes we can actually make good decisions on our own and, you know, make a, a good choice. But if we're listening to the voice of the enemy and, and, and following changes that he's trying to speak into us, it's never going to lead you to a good place. It's going to lead you to a place that is worse than where you are. Even though it might sound good, the enemy's intentions are never good for your life. And so it's important as Christians and, and as believers that we learn to identify the voice that is speaking to us, right? And I'm talking today about internal voices and not like, not ones where you need to go see a genuine counselor and, and that kind of thing, right? That, that's a whole nother thing for, for, for another day. But, but the internal voice, like we, we know and we believe that God wants to speak to us and we believe that he speaks to us, right? And it's not always this audible voice that we hear that's booming and that's powerful. It's not always an audible voice. And, and, and you know, we say things like, I feel like God is saying. It, it, it's, this, it's this internal dialogue that, that God has with us that he wants, uh, that he uses, sorry, to lead us into the things that he has for us, okay? And so I want to talk today uh, about the three different internal voices that we could be hearing, right? The voice of God, the voice of the enemy, and the third one is our own internal voice, our, our uh, conscience, if you will. Right? So the three different internal voices that we can be hearing at any given time. Uh, and so the interesting thing right, uh, about voices is that they're all different and they're all unique. All of us here today have a voice. Right? We, we can all speak. We can all throw words out of our, our mouth anytime we want. We all have a voice. And every single one of our voices is different and unique. No two of us sound the same as somebody else, right? We, we all sound different. We all have something distinctive about our voice that, that can even allow people or cause people to identify our voice. And as you spend time with people and you get to know people, you learn to recognize their voice, right? And, and, and you know, you could just be in the supermarket doing your thing and you hear this voice behind you and you don't even need to turn around and look. You know, hey, that's Mark's voice because I spent time with Mark and, and, and I... And, and, 
I know Mark's voice. So the more time you, you spend with somebody, the more you get to know the sound of their voice and how unique it is. And you know, sometimes it can be incredibly effective. Again, if you're at the supermarket and you hear the sound of a voice an aisle away of somebody that maybe you don't really feel like running into them today. So you can be that so-and-so. I'm just going to take off to the other end of the supermarket. And not that I ever do that too much. You know, and you, you learn to just identify voices. I was talking to... Um, to James and Deborah the other day, and as you know, Deborah has, has uh, hurt her foot this week, and, and they were in the hospital uh, on Tuesday night, and, and uh, sorry, Monday night, Tuesday night, Tuesday night, and, and uh, James was there, and he was telling me when I see him on Wednesday, he got out his phone, and he was just trying to put on some uh, just some music, some Christian music that, that they could listen to, and just like randomly on his phone, my voice just pops up, and somehow he's got onto a podcast of me uh, preaching about something, and he tells me the next day, he's like, I don't want to, you know, it's like he, he identified my voice because he hears it every weekend, and he's like, well, gosh, I'm going to turn this off because I'm sick of listening to this dude. He's like, I just, I just wanted to listen to some music, and Darren's voice pops up on my phone. It's like, you know, but, but he identified my voice. He didn't need to look at it. He and Deborah were like, hey, you know, that sounds like... Darren, right? And so that, that's the thing about voices. They're all unique. And over time, we get to learn them. We get to recognize the voice of who is speaking to us, which is important. You know, in the same way that we are able to recognize the voice of the people around us and you know, our families and our friends, God's desire is the same in that we would learn to identify his voice when he's speaking to us, right? In John chapter 10, Verse 27 to 28, Jesus says this, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. But the beginning, my sheep will listen to my voice. And he goes on to say, I know them and they know me and they will follow me. His desire is that we would know his voice. We would learn to distinguish between the voice of God speaking to us and the voice of the enemy speaking to us. And even learn to to tell the difference between our own internal voice, our own internal dialogue that we can have with ourselves and the voice of God and the voice of the enemy. It's important that we learn to distinguish these three things. So we need to understand uh, a, a couple of things about this today. Number one, I've already mentioned, we're talking about the voice of God speaking to us. We're not talking about an audible voice, which, which can happen. You know, there are instances where people genuinely hear an audible voice of God instructing them or, or telling them to do something. It does happen. It's just not overly common all the time. It's more likely that God's going to speak to your heart or speak to you internally than through this loud, uh, uh, loud audible voice. So the second, second thing we need to understand is that while... The Spirit or the voice of God, right, wants to speak to us. We need to understand that there are two other voices that we can be hearing at any time. The voice of the enemy and our own internal voice or our conscience. Which means, my brilliant math skills, which means that there are three different internal voices. I mean, that's pretty impressive, right? Three different internal voices that we could possibly be hearing in any given moment. So what we need to do is learn to discern the difference between these voices. And it's important that we do. And I'll tell you why it's important so that we learn to know the voice of Jesus and we follow his voice. Because we know that when we follow Jesus, we walk in good things and we walk in abundance and we walk in salvation and and we have freedom and we have life. 
right? These are the things that God brings to us that, that we, we have received and can walk in because of the sacrifice of Jesus, right? So how do we know that the Spirit of God wants to and does speak to us? John 16, verses 12 to 13 Jesus again says, I have much more to say to you, more now than you can bear. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. So this is Jesus telling his disciples and the people that he was with that, that he has much more to say. And there's more that, that Jesus could teach them, but he's running out of time and, and things are happening. So he's saying to them, once I'm gone, once, the, once I've gone and, and returned to God in heaven and, and the Holy Spirit has come down to earth, then the Holy Spirit will speak to you. He, he will guide you into all truth. This passage says he he will not speak anything on his own account, but the spirit will only speak to us the very things that he hears from God. Right. So he's speaking truth into us. And it says that he will tell you what is yet to come. So what does that mean? It means that the spirit wants to speak to us. He wants to tell us what's coming. And this this can also uh, concern uh, prophecy. God wants to reveal things to us that he wants to do, right? He doesn't want you to just walk blindly through life hoping that every day is, is, is going to work out perfectly. He actually wants to speak to us in advance about things that are yet to come. He wants to speak to you in your life where you're at and where you're struggling and when you're down. And he wants to tell you and show you even where he's going to take you if you will learn to follow his voice. Right, Because he has something that's better for us. He has a plan and a purpose for our life. And the only way that, that we learn how to walk in it or even learn what that plan is, is by listening to his voice when he speaks and learning to recognize his voice. Because it can be incredibly destructive listening to the wrong voice speak to you. Because only God has good intentions for us all the time. Our God is good and he is a good, good father. And he wants nothing but good for his people. And, And the Bible tells us that God, in fact, makes all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. He makes all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. And the Spirit speaks to us to give us guidance and give us understanding, right? And so we have received, according to to the Bible, we have received the Holy Spirit as a guide in our lives, someone who comes to speak to us, to lead us, to lead us in all truth, according to that scripture in John, a a guide, uh, a tutor, if you will, someone to teach us and lead us and give us wisdom and understanding. And he will only speak what he hears from God. So when the Spirit is speaking to us, okay, and this is important, when the Spirit of God is speaking to us, when the voice of God is speaking to us internally, it will always line up with the truth of the Word of God. The Holy Spirit will never say anything to you that doesn't line up with what's written in the Bible. Right, And so if you hear something or you begin to think something or you begin to feel something that, 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 that a voice, you know, an internal voice is saying to you, but it, something just doesn't feel right. Something just, just doesn't line up. Or, or you're like, Yo, I'm, I'm hearing this, but I know that the Word of God says this. And we need to begin to question what voice are we actually listening to. And, and, and we spoke 
Again, a couple of weeks ago, I shared uh, about the, uh, the Barna Group study that they'd done about how often a person needs to be in the Word of God before it actually begins to make a, a genuine difference in their life. And they said that after four days per week, people's lives actually began to change and there was a noticeable thing going on because you're learning about the Word of God. Right, So if you're reading the Word and if you're spending time in the presence of God, hearing Him speak and, and reading His Word and hearing Him speak to you through that, then you're going to be better equipped to identify which voice is speaking to you because you know what the Bible says. You know what the Word of God says. And if you know what the Word of God says, then you can learn to distinguish something that is actually contrary to the Word of God. And this is important. This is incredibly important that we learn to understand the difference between the truth of the Word of God and something that is a lie. Because the Holy Spirit, God will only ever speak truth to you. He will never speak a negative or condemning word over you. He will never speak a negative or condemning word over you. He will speak love. He, he will teach us right, and reveal to us things that we need to change about ourselves. And, and He will cause us uh, to become aware of, of our sins and of our failures, right? He, he will do that because he wants us to, to get rid of those out of our life. But it will never come in a way that, that, that belittles you. It'll never come in a way that condemns you. It'll never come in an accusing way saying, my gosh, you're the worst sinner. And the fact that you do this makes me sick. And how can you call yourself a, a you know, these, these thoughts that we have, you know, that, that we hear. None of those are from the Spirit of God because he will never speak a negative or condemning word over you. But he will point you towards the things of God. He will show you the, 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 the blessing and the abundance that that he wants you to walk in and show you what he wants you to change so that you can walk in that. But he will never put you down. He will never belittle you. He will never condemn you. He will never accuse you. And he will never make you feel so small or feel like you're nothing because that's not what our God does. And that's not the way that he speaks to us. He will only point you and lead you in the things of God. And he will lead us and lead you to make decisions that will bring glory and honor to God. And this is another thing you build you up. This is another thing we need to be aware of when listening to the internal to the internal voice, whether it be the voice of God or the voice of the enemy. The voice of the Holy Spirit will lead you to do things that will bring glory to God's name, that will lift His name up, that will make His name made known, that will shine the light of Jesus into the world. Right? It, will, it will line up with the truth of Scripture that you will know if you read it. Right? And, and, and interesting, excuse me, sometimes bringing glory and honor to God will mean going against the standard of this world. Okay? Because God's not interested in obeying the things of this world. Right. Again, I spoke about it the other week when uh, when Peter and John are taken before the council, before the, the Sanhedrin, and they're accused in the council. Like, you know, you guys, we never want you to mention the name of Jesus again and, and threaten them and all this sort of stuff. And, and their reply is, well, we're not... 
paraphrasing, we're we're not going to listen to you, but we're going to listen to what God says to us, right? And so the word of God was was separate to the word that the world was speaking into these guys, and they recognized it for what it was. They recognized that, that, that for them, what they wanted to do with their lives was live out the things that God was speaking to them. And so this is what we need to be aware of, that sometimes honoring God and bringing glory to God will cause you to stand up against a pattern or a standard of this world that is now accepted as okay. Because God doesn't want us to bow to the standards of this world. He doesn't want the light that He's put in us to shine into the world be hidden away under a lampstand. The Bible says that, that we are to be the light on a hill. Or sorry, the, the, the city on a hill that is seen from afar off where the lights are shining. We're not meant to hide away, but we're meant to openly and boldly declare the things of God and glorify God no matter the consequence that the world is going to throw at us because uh, the world world hates us and it hates what we do. And for whatever reason, the world is against the hope that we have and is against the truth that you and I carry. So sometimes following the voice of God will lead you to do something that will go against the standard of this world, right? And they will condemn you for it, but the voice of God never will. He will bring freedom in it and he will bring good through what he's called you to do. So the things that the voice of the enemy speaks will be different to the things of the voice of God, obviously. The book of Revelation calls Satan the accuser. And I said before that the voice of God will never accuse you, never condemn you. Well, the enemy will. right? The voice of the enemy, and again this is important, will never lead you into doing the things of God. He will only lead you away from the truth. He wants you to be as far as possible away from God. And he uses deception to do this. He is a deceiver and accuser. Right? I mean, if he wasn't, if he came openly and just appeared before you and just revealed himself and said, Hey, yo, it's me, Satan, and this is what I want you to, to do. Or just say, Hey, you know, uh, how are you doing? I'm just, I'm just here to... Uh, to, to trick you into walking away from God and from what he has to you. I mean, it's not going to be a very effective way of doing it. Like if he shows up and just openly says, hey, I, I'm your enemy, do what I tell you to do because I want you to, to walk away from the blessing and the good thing that God has. It's, it's not going to work. So he comes in the most deceptive ways he can. Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14, in fact, says, And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. Right, so we need to understand our enemy. I mean, did you know that Satan was an angel? So he looks like an angel. It says that he masquerades as an angel of light. To masquerade, uh, uh, to be seen as an angel of light, he needs to look like an angel of light. And, and the, the thing that, uh, that, that a lot of people, especially young Christians, don't understand, right, is that the way that, that Hollywood or the world depicts Satan as a pitchfork dude with like the red and horns and the, the, the tail and like the evil voice and creeps around and that that's just, 
It's, it's just not true at all. That's not Satan. And, and see, that's a part of his deception, causing people to think that that's what he looks like, so that when an angel of light comes and something that seems good and holy and pure comes and stands, then it, it's easier to be deceived by it. But I, I want you to know, and, and, and God needs us to know, that that's not how Satan comes. He comes looking like an angel. I mean, he, he was one before he was cast out of heaven. So that's how he looks. That's how he appears. And he uses deception to trick us into walking away from the things of God. Right? It might seem strange, but, but that, that's true. That The way that, 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 that the world depicts Satan and tells you what he looks like is just absolutely false. And again, two weeks ago, we spoke about the importance of personally reading uh, the word and knowing the word of God. Because have you ever heard the saying that uh, every, every good lie has a little truth in it? Have you ever heard anyone say that? Anyone who's good at lying knows how to bring a little bit of truth into that lie so that it sounds believable, right? And this is exactly how the enemy works. You see, he was an angel. He knows God. He knows the ways of God. He knows the truth of God. But he openly opposes that. In fact, he became so prideful and that, that he was cast out of heaven because he wanted to be greater than God. But he, he knows the truth right? because he, he was there. He's, he's seen it firsthand. He knows God. And so this is how he tries to deceive us into following his voice and his lead for our lives, because he knows the truth. And this is why we need to know the word of God and make sure we're reading the word of God so that we can pick up on something that maybe sounds good and a part of it is truth, but there's actually something deceptive in there to lead you away from God. Second Corinthians 11, 2 to 4, thanks, Dad, says, For I am jealous for you with godly jealousy, for I betrothed you to one husband that you may present as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear, lest somehow as, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he who comes preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit which you have not received, or a different gospel which you have not accepted, you may well put up with it. So, so what, what, what he's saying, to, what Paul is saying to the people of Corinth, that he's fearful that the enemy would come to them just as he came to Eve in the Garden of Eden and used truth to deceive her into doing something that was against the Word of God. Because we, by, by reading the account in Genesis, we know that, that God said to Adam and Eve that you can have and you can eat from the fruit of any tree that you want in this garden. Every single thing is available to you whenever you want, except for this one. Except for this one. Right? And that was the truth. That was the decree of God. And then we can read, we read through the account in Genesis and we see that, that Satan comes, that the enemy comes, or the, the serpent, as he's referred to in, in Genesis, comes. And he uses the words that God had spoken to Adam to deceive Eve. He spoke the same truth, but he twisted it and caused her to make a mistake that we all now live under sin as a result of. But he spoke 
he spoke words of truth in the lie. And this is how he deceived her. Because it sounded believable. He said, you know, you know, God only doesn't want you to eat from that because he doesn't want you to become like him. He's saying, God's trying to hide something from you. God's trying to hold something back from you. Whereas God had said to them, you have every single thing you could ever want or need available to you in this garden. It's all there. You can take any of it whenever you want, except don't touch this tree. And Satan uses the word of God to convince Eve to do the one thing that they weren't allowed to do by using the same words that God had spoken. You know, we We need to be aware that this is the way he works. He twists the word of God. And which is why I said, if you you hear something or feel something inside, but it doesn't quite line up with the word of God, then it's not the voice of God that's speaking to you. He will only speak truth. He will only tell you the truth of the things that are yet to come. The Holy Spirit leads us into all truth. He will not deceive you. But the enemy takes the words of God and twists them in such a way to trick you into making the wrong choice. And this is still what he does today. He tries to convince us that something that the Word of God says is somehow untrue or doesn't apply to us or means something totally contrary to what God has actually said. Yeah, and and we, we conceive this without, without trying to be critical uh, of other beliefs, right? But, but you can see Truths in those beliefs that have been twisted, truths that we believe that are in our scripture that have been twisted to mean something entirely different. And this is the way that the enemy works. He twists truth to cause you to be deceived. Or he makes you think that that what the word of God says doesn't actually apply to you. Or that it's somehow untrue. And it's kind of like this with with the things that are going on in society today and, 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 and in the world today, uh, with everything that is now accepted as okay. Uh, again, I'm not here to condemn uh, anyone, and that's not my intention, but the whole uh, homosexual marriage, uh, LGBTQT, uh, all this sort of stuff, which was, uh, which is according to the Word of God, wrong, right? And, and as always throughout human history until the last few years, in, in just about every uh, society and civilization, bar a few, has been considered wrong, but is now being accepted as okay and is being accepted as as truth, and in some cases, even infiltrating some churches to the point where now churches are allowing things that they never would have allowed before so that they can do the things and be accepted by the world so that people will like them or so that people will appreciate them. But, but God's, if God's word says that something is wrong, if God tells us that, that, that we should save ourselves uh, for marriage, then we need to make sure that once we know the truth, that, that we accept that truth and, and we're living in that truth. The enemy will, will say anything that, that he can to try and get you to misinterpret that truth, right? And we'll say, oh, you know, th- things like, well, uh, you're going to be married anyway, or one day you're, you're going to be married, so it's actually okay to do all this stuff that, that God says is wrong. But if the Word of God says something, then, then there's a purpose for it, and it's absolute truth. And 
the Holy Spirit will only speak to us about things that, that, that are true and will only lead us in the truth. The enemy doesn't want you to walk in the blessing of God. He will do everything he can to lead you away from it. But the Word of God and the voice of God will lead you in all truth. It will lead you to understand the Scripture. It will lead you to understand the purposes that God has for your life. The voice of God will speak things to you that will lift you up and cause you to raise above the things that are holding you down. The voice of God will never speak condemnation over you, will never accuse you of being a rotten, dirty sinner, but will say, you are my chosen one. You are my child. You are perfect in my eyes. I love you. Anyone that's ever been told that they're not wanted or that they were an accident or that they're not important or that they're unvaluable, those aren't the words that come from God. They're the words that come from the enemy, which is twisting the truth of the word of God, where God says, you are mine. I created you. You are valuable. You are beautiful and wonderful and perfectly made. Scripture says that he knew you before you were even in your mother's womb. And yet Satan will come in and try and tell you that you weren't planned or that you were an accident or that no one wanted you or that there's no purpose for you in this world. But God had a purpose for you before you were in your mother's womb. God had a plan for you that he wants you to live out. God wanted you to encounter him in your life in a way that would transform you and change you into a person who can walk in the blessings of God. That we're no longer stuck under the things of this world, but we're free to stand and shout glory to God and we're free to stand over the enemy and we're free to walk in victory because of what Jesus did. There is nothing that can hold you down when you fully understand and comprehend the truth of what Jesus has done for you. There is nothing that can stop you. There is nothing that can hold you down. There is no lie that the enemy can speak that is greater than the truth that is written in the Word of God. And if you're reading that Word, if you know that Word, you will learn to recognize every single lie that the enemy tries to speak into your head. And the third voice, our inner voice, our internal conscience, right? What I've learned to be true for me, is that my own internal voice is always swayed by which of the other two voices I've been listening to the most. Whatever other voice I've been listening to the, to the most is what my internal voice will be telling me. Right? If I've been in the Word of God. And if I've been studying, if I've been reading, if I've been doing everything that I need to do, then I recognize the lie and my internal voice responds to the enemy with, get out of here, Satan. I don't belong to you. I belong to God. But, but if for whatever reason uh, I haven't been doing the right things or, or I've kind of uh, walked uh, away from God or just haven't been, been reading uh, enough and haven't been soaking in the word or soaking in the presence of God, when, when the enemy comes... I begin to believe the condemnation that he's speaking over me. And right, the enemy doesn't need to be speaking to you all the time. right? Because he understands that you have your own internal voice. And if he can convince your internal voice of something, then his job's done. He doesn't need to keep speaking to you. If he's convinced you that you're worthless, your own internal voice will continue to tell you that you're worthless, will continue to tell you that you're not good enough. But God is always wanting to speak to his people. And so when our, when, when our own internal voice or our conscience has heard the voice of God and we can recognize uh, the enemy when he comes and just shut him out straight away, 
God, God continues to speak to us because he wants to lead you into all truth. The scripture says he doesn't just want to give you one piece of truth and stop there. That's enough. He wants to continue to lead you into all truth. Right. And it, it, it becomes our responsibility. Right. To learn to recognize which voice we've been listening to the most. And so you've probably heard uh, at some point in your life, you've probably been told uh, either follow your heart or follow your conscience, or, or do what you think is right in this situation. Well, I, I, I would say that that's kind of true, but I would also say only do that if you've been hearing from the voice of God. Only trust your heart and the condition of your heart when it's filled with the Word of God. Because it's not, if it's not filled with the Word of God then maybe the enemy has convinced you that something that you're going to do is actually okay. Or he's convinced you that, that you, you don't need to do this or, or you, you, you don't need to do that. So I, I would say to you that only follow your heart and follow your conscience if you know that you've been hearing from the voice of God. Right, because Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14 says, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? The, the Holy Spirit comes and, and the blood of Jesus was shed so that our conscience could be cleansed from dead works and from things that won't lead us into anything that's good, but to cleanse us from everything that is dead and everything that is wrong and lead us to serve God. And so when we understand that we've been cleansed by the blood, as Jesse said this morning, that we receive forgiveness through the blood of Christ and it's cleansed us. And Scripture says that you have been made so pure. You have been made as white as snow. Right When we understand this and when our minds have absorbed this and when our conscience and our inner voice knows the truth of the Word of God, we can trust that it's going to lead us into the good works that God has prepared and, and, and take us away from the dead works that the enemy wants us to walk in or that the enemy wants us to believe. First John 3.20 says, For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Right, if your heart's condemning you, it's not condemning you because of what God has said. It's condemning you because of what the enemy has told you. But God is greater than our heart. And he knows all things. I just, I, I genuinely believe that if we're reading the word of God, it cleanses us from everything that we need to be cleansed of. Right? The Holy Spirit speaks to us through the Word of God. He speaks to you throughout your day as well, but He speaks through the Word of God. And these two scriptures are God saying, "Is how much better is it when you listen to my voice? You no longer walk in the things that are dead or that are, uh, are fake or that are purposeless, but you walk in the good works and you begin to do the things that will serve and honor God. So your inner man, your inner woman will always be swayed by either the voice of God or the voice of our enemy. It is our responsibility to take care of which voice we are listening to. Because the voice that you follow will determine the outcome of your decisions. 
the voice that you listen to the most and what you were swayed by will influence the outcome of your decisions. Will your decisions bring you blessing and abundance and cause you to serve God? Or will your decisions lead you in a destructive manner and continue to lead you into things that aren't going to bring blessing into your life? Is it going to lead you into situations that are going to keep you locked down or contained in something that isn't true? Know that God never goes against his word. Anything even remotely contrary to the word of God is not coming from the mouth of God. Anything that doesn't line up with scripture is not from God. He will never oppose his own word when he's speaking to you. And it's the same when somebody else is speaking to you, right? Someone could come and say to you, I I heard from God and I have to give you this, this message from God. If what they say to you doesn't line up with the truth of Scripture, then that message they've told you is not from God, right? And we need to be aware of that too. And so we even need to be aware if we're the one sharing the message to somebody else, that we make sure we've heard it from the right place. Because if we're not sowing truth, and if we're not sowing the Word of God, then we're sowing what the very opposite of that. And we're sowing deception, and we're, 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 we're sowing negativity, right? Which is why, and I keep coming back to it, but it's why we need to know the Word of God. Because it's what will transform us. It's what gives us understanding. It's what will bring clarity to you when you need clarity, Right? If you've ever been told that you can't win, if the enemy has told you or somebody's told you that what you're going through right now you'll never get out of, you're going to get out of it because that's what the Word of God says. Because He is a God of victory and He is a God of freedom and He leads you into freedom. He doesn't lead you into bondage. He leads you into freedom. Learn to know and learn to discern what is the voice of God and what is a deceptive lie from the enemy. And learn also what your own internal voice sounds like. So you will know when it's that as well. And what your own internal voice is saying to you can help you determine what voice you've been hearing from. We need to be aware of what's going on in our hearts. God is greater than our hearts. That scripture in, in, in Hebrews 9 says, but we still need to be aware of what's in our hearts because what's in our hearts will determine the outcome of the decisions that we make. Right? God wants better for you and me. God wants more for you. God wants more for our church. God wants more for our community. And as long as we keep doing the things that we're doing, and as long as we stay in His Word, and we're listening to His voice, then we will see the miracles that Fee mentioned this morning. We will see things happen. We will receive prophetic words from the kingdom of God that will lead us into greater things than we've ever imagined before. He will speak life, and there will be salvation in this place, and there will be baptisms in this place, and there will be people 
people who encounter the Holy Spirit and begin to speak in tongues. And we will witness the things that God said will happen and the things that Jesus said. You will do these things and even greater things than he did when he was here. And we will see these things happen because the God of the Bible tells us that. Because Jesus himself says that. So don't ever listen to a word spoken over you that says you will never speak in tongues. Don't listen to a word spoken over you that says you will never walk in the victory of Jesus. Don't listen to a voice that is telling you that you will never receive the gift of the Holy Spirit in your life because it's available to you. God says, I want to reveal to you the things that are yet to come. I want to use you. Scripture tells us that each of us have a gift decided by the Holy Spirit who knows us of what gift he wants to give you that you can outwork in your life in power that comes from him. Right? This is what God has. This is what God wants. And we need to learn to recognize what voice we're listening to because it will determine how effective you are this year. It will determine how effective I am this year. What voice am I listening to? What am I paying attention to? What is the condition of my heart? Every day it matters. Every day it matters.